Good evening. Thank you for coming. Uh, continuing our discussion of the three weeks, nine days, Shavuosh Chalbo, all the different morning practices that we have. So we mentioned this morning that Bisudat Mitzvah, Kegon Mila, Pidiona Ben, Siyum Masachat, Sudat Erusin, Ochlimasarvashotin Even though technically we refrain from eating meat and drinking wine during at least the Shavuosh Chalbo to Shabbat, the week that Shabbat falls out. If not, the nine days. We saw one other minag, maybe the entirety of the three weeks. So even though that's technically the case, if we have a suda feast that surrounds or involves a mitzvah, like a bris, a pidona ben, someone's making a siyum, they're celebrating the completion of a certain amount of Torah study, uh, or he says an engagement, so then we would be allowed to eat meat and we would be able to drink wine. So first of all, we mentioned this this morning, what about this suda erusin? How could it be that we're going to have a a uh, festive meal regarding uh, people getting engaged. It, we said that maybe you're allowed to get engaged, but to have the suda, to have the feast, would be uh, unacceptable. So here the Mishabur says, so even though we said earlier, we said that you are specifically not supposed to have the festive meal celebrating an engagement. So we say, maybe they were already engaged, it just happens to be that the festive meal is now. Uh, okay, I don't know, it still, still seems like doesn't fit with the theme of the times. He says, oh, shalom beveda rusato, or it wasn't necessarily in the house of either the bride or the groom. Delaka simcha kolkach. Right, if it's not in their home, so it doesn't have that same sort of happiness. Obviously, nowadays we outsource a lot of this stuff, but let's say back in the day, so there was a little bit less of the of the uh, simcha. And then he adds, Some just say that this is does make sense. Um, if you were to ask me what I think makes the most sense, I would say, yeah, probably that last one, right? It seems strange to have a Sudat Erusin uh, during the nine days, during the Shavuot Shechabot. It seems strange, but again, there are other opinions out there. Good. One of the things that the, the Rama also pointed out is that we only allow people that, uh, to go that are kol hashayachim l'sudah, anyone who belongs at that meal. So who exactly is that, says the Mishrura. Hainu kol mi That's anyone who would have gone at a different point to to go to that specific uh, festive meal, right? So if typically you wouldn't go to this guy's bris, but it happens to fall out during the nine days, and you heard that he's serving meat, or that he's going to have wine, so that's why you're going to go, so that obviously would not be uh, inappropriate. That would be inappropriate, excuse me. So if you were to go, hein machmat korva, o machmat either because you're related or because you like them, I like that that's two separate things, uh, it would be permissible to go. One other thing that he says here, and maybe this is controversial, maybe it's not, he says, vinash and any women who uh, belong at the meal, so to speak, in a place, in a community where that would be appropriate for women to be invited as well, so they would be allowed to go, they would be allowed to uh, eat the meat uh, as well, right? and presumably drink the wine. The Adam says, says that if uh, someone's making a sium, because he's finished a certain amount of learning, so it's okay for his wife to be there. Maybe not uh, any other women, but his wife could be there, his children could be there, they can partake of the uh, simcha, but we wouldn't want anyone uh, who doesn't belong there. He continues, the Ramah, we should try to minimize as much as we can, to make sure that we don't have people there that don't necessarily belong. Again, if they're related, if they're friends, they would typically come, that would be fine. Otherwise, we would try to minimize it. And he continues, in the week that Shabbat falls out, so he says, if it's the actual where we know we're ramping up the amount of uh, morning practices that we have, so he says, there we should really try to limit the amount of people who are eating meat and drinking wine. The 
Gemara says, other people can come. It's, the issue isn't necessarily they're gathering to celebrate, let's say, a siyum masachet. The problem is them coming and drinking uh, wine and eating meat. So he says, maybe only you should have a minion of people eating meat and drinking wine, and everyone else can eat uh, dairy. I don't know how that works out practically. I don't know which caterer can handle both of those things. But that, that's what he says. And he continues, He says, to have this meal where you're going to eat meat and drink wine because it surrounds a mitzvah, that would be permissible even on Erev Tisha B'Av. So literally leading into Tisha B'Av, he says, it can't be your Sudam Afsekhet. It can't be the final meal. Right? We know that we have not in a year like this year when it falls out uh, on Shabbos and we delay it, but in a typical year where it falls out during the week. So we have what's called a Sudam Afsekhet. We sit by ourselves. We sit on the floor. We eat you know, some ashes and eggs, maybe some bread so on and so forth, right? So he says, there you can't have your siyam. That wouldn't work. But any other meal during the day on uh, Erev Tisha B'Av, that would work. There is somewhat of a dispute as to when we require the minyan mitzumsam, the specific only 10 people eating. Is that already during the nine days or only at the Shavu Shachabo? The Mishnah seems to say that we can be lenient. So uh, if we have a bris, if we have a pidyon aben, if we have so on and so forth, uh, it would be okay uh, during the nine days to have many people who belong. But beyond that, we would tell them just to have a, a smaller uh, presence. Rabbi Hanan, Zakhoy Yisrael Fikach, Rebelam, Tarmin